Good morning, Grand Risings, Grand Risings. This is Humble Dame coming to you today on this wonderful Sunday morning. Well, it's almost like brunch hour, the hour where most people like to go to brunch. It's not quite breakfast, it's not quite lunch. And so I wanted to come to you today and talk to you guys about a subject that is um, something that I've had a lot of personal experience with and that I hope helps someone and we can kind of open up the avenue on this journey and submission uh, to talk about what healthy love is versus unhealthy love. Um, In my mistakes and in my naivety and my gullibility, in my ignorance is bliss and ignorance was bafflement (laughs) uh, uh, of a love life in my past has been unhealthy love. And so I have not dated. I was saying about four and I haven't been on a date in like four and a half years. And I have been celibate. I have had sex in almost, it's been like three years now. So um, in that time of just unwinding, detoxing, and not talking to anyone romantically, not interested in anyone romantically, just sitting back and self-reflecting and bettering myself and detoxing, I've began to see clearly what healthy love is versus what unhealthy love is. A book that really helped me in my past that I would read while I was in the midst of an unhealthy relationship with my kid's dad was a a book uh, by Brenda uh, Schaefer. His name, Is It Love or Is It Addiction? Falling into Healthy Love. After kind of reading this book and mulling over it and uh, going between my love for my kid's father and what I knew was not the type of love that I wanted to submit to or uh, have rule over me as a husband... Uh, I chose the latter. I chose just to leave and just to uh, wish him well and uh, go at it alone with me and my children. And I received some help from some family members, but by the grace of God, he allows me to be able to have the energy and the stamina to take care of the children um, myself. And so there's no bitterness there. I wished him the best, but I just wanted to read you guys an excerpt out of this wonderful book. It's coming from chapter five. And it's talking about power plays. This should be a huge red flag. Um, I know most of us see this and when we have low self-esteem or when we're starved of affirmation or when we have been isolated, we kind of view any type of attention as good attention. But all attention I found out is not good attention. So I'm going to continue and uh, start reading. You seem to have good control of your life. Interviewer. That's the interviewer speaking. No, it's just the opposite. It was when I was willing to let go of my need to control. And when I was willing to surrender, that my life started coming together. Let go and let God. That's the key. Surrender. Daniel J. Tervanti, star of Hill Street Blues. And it goes on to say power. One of the most pronounced features of overly dependent, unhealthy relationships is the use of power plays to gain a misguided sense of control over a partner. Power plays are manipulative behaviors that keep two people on an unequal basis. Learning to recognize such behavior is a step toward purging it from our relationships or avoiding relationships based on power. The word power is used in many ways. In regard to the search for love and interdependence, the power we strive for springs from our self-esteem, personal potency, not from control over others. The myth underlying power plays is... There is not enough power for two. One must maintain control. The myth is based on the belief that people with power have control and they can get whatever they want and need. So I just wanted to speak to you guys today uh, about uh, why you do not want to pursue relationships like this.
why you do not want to pursue relationships like this, or if you have these type of dynamics in your relationships, it is a huge sign of unhealthiness. Now, they may not be uh, malicious with their need to control, but it can have a malicious impact on your uh, psyche as a woman, on your uh, on your development, on your happiness, on your on your inner joy, because when you have someone that is seeking to constantly always have control, 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 that's what we call in um, psychological terms control freaks. Now, when you think of something that's a freak, is something that's odd, that's not ordinary. It's not extraordinary in a positive sense. It's out of the ordinary. It's something odd. It's something uh, kind of demented and deranged. So when you have a control freak, when you're in a relationship with that person, they're not really loving you for you. They just want to have power over you. That's not healthy at all. And so I have learned that um, I'm not the type of person to point fingers at anyone. I take accountability for my actions. And I have learned a lot from both ends of the spectrum. Uh, my my self-reflection and re- reflecting on my behavior and on my choices in dating And it has taught me that I do not want to make choices about relationships out of a need for unhealthy love. So that's why the title of this book, which is hugely, hugely beneficial, is titled, Is It Love or Is It Addiction? Addiction is something that you habitually do. It's something that you feel like you need to do and you need to have it. You got to have a ritual. You do it this type of way and I go out and, you know, and we could be addicted to different things. Some people are addicted to sex. Some people are addicted to food. Some people are addicted to drugs, uh, uh, whatever, whether it's recreational or uh, hard drugs. Some people are addicted to alcohol. Some people are addicted to gossip. Some people are addicted to negativity. Everyone is addicted to something. Okay, and it's with this, knowing this, that everyone is addicted to something that keeps us humble and helps us to rely on our creator. Now, the problem with the people who are control freaks do not know that they are addicts or they may have false humility saying that they have an addiction in one area that doesn't make them look as as bad to themselves or others. So they're addicted to a a projected self-image. I want you to see me how I see myself, even though my actions or my words or my behaviors Don't line up with that. And so that's unhealthy. You want someone to love you for you. You want to love them for them. Uh, The good, the bad, the ugly. And that's what true intimacy is. Into me you see. When you have someone where they just want to see into you. And they don't want you to see into them. They have some power uh, issues. They have some control issues. And where they want to have the one up. They want to do power plays. They want to triangulate. You know, this person is better than you. So that's why I did this with them. And I didn't do that with you because you don't deserve it type of weird behavior. And for a person who just wants to have a healthy relationship, it's extremely exhausting. Uh, It's actually a waste of energy. And sometimes if you tell those people, hey, you're crossing boundaries. Hey, no, I think I can make those decisions myself. And they choose not to listen. Those type of people is best to love from a distance or just break off communication totally. Because the communication is one sided. They're a control freak. Which I told you before that a freak is something that's odd, is something that's out of the ordinary, is extreme, is hyper. It's like hyper control is another word, a.k.a. control freak. I have been in a relationship in the past with someone like that. And when I was younger and naive and, you know, was uh, passionately and erotically in love with this person, this person, we made beautiful love and had wonderful friendship. And I thought that it was passion. I thought that hyper control or a.k.a. a control freak was passionate love. Oh, he cared about me. But as I got into it and started having kid baby number one, and then I had the twins, baby number two and three, I started seeing this is not a, a, a positive type of uh, interaction that I would want to have with someone. This is not intimacy. It's enmeshment. They just want you to be enmeshed in their world. 
and they want you to know what they want you to know. And uh, you have to believe what they want you to believe. So it's very odd um, behavior for someone that wants a healthy relationship. So I just wanted you guys to kind of ponder on this as we are on our submission journey, as we are submitting more to our creator. And as I am submitting to him, I'm just starting to see just how it says perfect love cast out all fear. A relationship with the control freaks is is uh it is it spews and it imbues into you fear. You can't do nothing without me. You ain't gonna be able to make it without me. You don't know where you're going. You don't know how to dress. You don't have no money. Nobody gonna love you. And then it starts playing on your insecurity that you might have shared in uh, a space of you thought was intimacy, but they were using it to be able to uh, gratify themselves at a later date on your insecurities. So uh, again, healthy love. Perfect love cast out fear. Unhealthy love imbues fear into you. And, and healthy love wants you to be yourself and you guys can grow together. And although it does have correction, it's done with loving kindness and with good intent. Unhealthy love does not want you to be yourself. It wants you to be who it wants you to be. How it wants you to be. Where it wants you to be. When it wants you to be. How. It wants you to be in every area where it kind of feels suffocating to any type of individuality. It doesn't want you to have that. It doesn't want you to have any personal relationships outside of itself. It doesn't want you to have any uh, people that view you well. If it's to a, a, degree, a high degree of control freakery, which I guess I just made that word up. But I have dealt with this in my past and I'm going to let someone, if you're dealing with this now or if you have in the past... I can relate to that. Uh, those people are not bad people. Sometimes they're just not the right people for you. Um, but if we are on our submission journey, as we are submitting or submission, which is underneath someone's mission, if their mission is to control you, it's kind of hard to, to submit. You should want to willingly submit. So maybe I should kind of say that I'm a, this journey is a willful willingly submissive journey where I would like to submit to loving kindness and tender care and I understand pruning and correction but it has to be done with proper intent and good motives okay so that's so a few things for us to watch out for I ask that you continue to keep me in prayers I'm trying to maintain my celibacy it is not easy as I'm still a young woman I'm still beautiful and I'm still have a sexual appetite which I will not apologize for but I will submit that sexual appetite to our creator amen so just you guys remember uh let's pursue healthy love let's pursue healthy relationships and pray for those people who are control freaks uh, some of them don't know some of them do know and you know all of us have a problem in some area and so just to let you guys know i can relate i understand and this is humble dame coming to you on this beautiful sunday you guys have a wonderful wonderful day